Hey everybody, it is January 29th, 2018. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Stacked uh, house tonight. We got Mr. Matt Morgan, Mr. Raj Giri, and Justin Labar. Just got done with Raw the night after the Royal Rumble. How did they capitalize on Ronda Rousey and the announcement and the shock and the surprise? <laughs> That's one way to put it. Uh, we got build-up for Elimination Chamber starting tonight. And... Uh, yeah, as we're talking about this going to air, okay, so there's new Hall of Fame announcements today with the Deadly Boys. We got a lot of news. But right as we're going to air, it was sent to us uh, by Mikey Rovalada that Nia Jax tweeted this out. Justin, do you have the tweet up in front of you again to read for everyone? Uh, yes. She quotes WWE's tweet about how we relive Ronda Rousey showing up at Rumble, blah, blah, blah. And Nia says... Cool, she's here. Dot dot dot. I guess thirty women making history can just be forgotten. Yep, man. So Matt, you were saying this right before we went on the air. Nia suffers perhaps the most given her momentum. Definitely, definitely. Um, the Rumble's a big man's ma- a big man or big woman's match. Um, I necessarily wasn't sure if she would win or not. I did pick Oscar, but still. Um, this, in my opinion, really affects uh, Nia Jax the most. It pushes her to the back of the bus. And they were doing good. They, she was carrying some good momentum. We all talked about last night how she has improved. And I was the toughest out of all of you on her. I thought she was garbage. She looked like garbage. Uh, uh, um, no, look, you know, I, I agree with what Matt was saying. You know, Nia Jax not winning the Rumble, but she's still – a hot commodity. She's, you know, bigger than all the other girls, so she can, you know, be booked with a certain legitimacy. So she is the one that's probably going to lose out on this. Oscar's still going to go for a title match. Ronda's still going to have a high-profile match, whether it's with uh, Triple H and Stephanie or however it comes down. So yeah, I mean, Nia's probably going to be the odd woman out in this. I, I can't say that. And, and, and on top of that, the creative storyline that Nia had. With Enzo Amore and the and the romantic role, that's now been going to the can because Enzo's gone. So Naya has lost out on a lot of ways, and she's done nothing wrong herself. Yeah. It's not like they were using them anyway, though. It's not like, you know, she, she would have just been another multi-person. Really, since Enzo, the whole thing with Enzo happened, she's kind of had, you know, she's kind of been in limbo. So... I mean, this brings a focus on the division, but, you know, again, it doesn't look like she's going to be wrestling any of the women at WrestleMania. It looks like it's going to be something with Stephanie and Triple H. So I, I, I can see why she's upset, but overall, I think uh, I think it's going to do better for the division than if she wasn't there. I don't know. One women's match tonight, hell of a match between Sasha and Asuka. We'll get to that. Uh, news that broke right before the show, Bailey taped a match for main event. So... That's how that's working out for her. Well, Bailey's, I mean, who cares? Yeah. yeah well, I, the, the, there's been, there's such a disconnect with Bailey. I mean, it's amazing. I watched, I was down in uh, full sail watching uh, Bailey and, and Sasha for the first woman, first ever Iron Woman's match. It's amazing to see how she's going from that to how she is now. There's just such yeah. a disconnect. She's so I thought it was so- impossible. I thought it was impossible for them to do that. I really did. She was the one I said is their next cash cow for merch. And I said it was impossible for them to mess her up. Well, you know, Matt, what, what I think has been a problem with her um, is, you know, when she did NXT, 
you know, same cult crowd, same following, a lot of the same fans. So it, she, you know, she really becomes theirs. Now she's going to these, you know, 10, 15,000 person arenas. And you're like, okay, here's this chick who has like no fire under her. She has no aggression. She just wants to hug everybody. And you're kind of like, who who is this? And it's, you know, so especially if you're, you know, if you're an adult bringing your kid to these shows, you're like, uh, who's this? Who's this twenty? Who's this twenty-something brunette who just wants to hug me? A good role model for my kid. You mm. know what I mean? If I'm a parent, you know. What no, I mean? no. The, the, her her motive could connect, but it comes. It, it, it does not. It does not. It the formula of how they presented it, uh, one eighty from how it was in NXT, where she was like a cult. She where she was a cult with the most positive, loving. Uh, yeah. you know, notion to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I know what you're saying. The one no. thing that we let. The one thing I just want to say really quickly. The Rousey, Raj, it could be anybody, is that WWE makes whoever they bring in much larger than their own stars. If you remember back in the day, they brought Mr. T in. I'm sorry, they haven't brought anybody in other than Mike Tyson, who was bigger than Mr. T in his heyday, okay? And do you remember? Hulk Hogan was seen on the same level, right? Roddy Piper, even to a degree. You're right? So, mm-hmm. so my thing is, they, excuse my language, bleep this out, I'm giving you advance notice. Viewers, block or whatever the hell you are, listeners, block your ears. Instead of dick riding, every celebrity that comes in, make your guys and girls look on the same level. Well, they're going to make Stephanie look at the same level. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I totally get the people being upset. Looks like there's something wrong with my mic. Um, but, um, you know, ultimately... You know, Ronda is not there for one WrestleMania. She's, if everything is to be believed, she's there full time. So I'm guessing that's a Brock schedule. She's going to be around. Ultimately, she's going to be working with these ladies. And let's face it, this whole women's revolution, a lot of that was spurred on by Ronda Rousey's success in the UFC and WWE feeling they were behind the curve because of how big she was getting. So, um, but, you know, I totally understand people being frustrated. Yeah. Just, I like her there. I'm just saying. Make the others on the same level. Stone Cold, to me, was on the same level as Mike Tyson. Yep. No, for sure. And actually, that's the thing. So tonight, I mean, with the Ronda announcement, they opened the show with the recap of that last night. First and foremost, that's what they're showing. That surprise. Um, and her coming out. They reshowed it again later in the episode. But they even remarked after the Braun Kane match, which we'll get to in our in our rundown. But they even remarked, oh, tonight, so many more people are tuning in. Everyone's here. Everyone's paying attention. And then zero news, no announcement. I mean, the Meltzer piece <laughs> went up last night saying Ronda will likely be in a mixed tag match at WrestleMania. Today, in the Dudley <clears throat> Boys announcement, buried in that article, was saying Ronda will be making her entering debut at WrestleMania. But I feel like for the fans that are paying attention tonight, kind of kind of stiffed, right? I mean, the, the, this, was, this was, you know, for the fact that WWE uh, tries to tout the big four shows, um, and do a big weekend with you know NXT, the pay per view, and then Raw SmackDown. This was a huge anticlimactic after Rumble episode. There's no Ronda. There's no Taker. Braun's done in the first thirty minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's no Brock. I mean, what this is supposed to be the start of the road to WrestleMania. And this was uh, wildly anticlimactic. Maybe tomorrow on SmackDown, maybe Ronda shows up there. Okay, so whatever. But still, tonight's Raw, huge dip down. 
Yeah, that was I, I don't remember them doing that, you know, in years past where you have nothing happen on the post Royal Rumble show. I mean, it you know, I think that's the problem now. You got we got two pay-per-views before WrestleMania now with the brand split. So, I'm not convinced that I'm still not convinced. I mean, I was there in Manhattan Center last week when Taker gave his vague promo. I'm still not convinced Taker's done. And I, I tweeted earlier and said, okay, Cena versus Finn, if that goes on last, I could hear a gong going off there. Sure. And we got no I mean, we just got nothing. I, I don't, I, I got nothing. It was weird. I mean, that whole thing was, I'm, I'm guessing it's building to some storyline where Cena was upset with the crowd. And even though he's been beaten, you know, booed for the last 10 years. So all of a sudden tonight he's upset with the crowd booing him. It was I don't know how that leads into Taker. You know, that is where they're going. It definitely seems like it. So it was odd. Well, let me ask where you guys were at today with this. So I tweeted this out early this morning. When's the last time you saw this many people talking about pro wrestling the morning after a pay-per-view? I was glued today to Wrestling Inc., to Twitter, seeing what was happening, the Deadly Boys announcement, seeing the hype, the speculation. So excited for Raw tonight. I had very high expectations that we were going to take last night's feel good Royal rumble, the big bombshell at the end and move forward to really start building up WrestleMania and building anticipation. Matt, how did you feel today before the show? Uh, sort of your, your post-mortem on last night and were your expectations met tonight? I'll be honest. I, I don't know how I would determine if others were talking more about wrestling or less today. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm on Instagram more than I am Twitter, to be honest. Um, so it's different. You know what I mean? The social media is very different in that regard. It's not as news worthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just put, you know, they post pictures of videos and branding and shit like that. Anyways, but like none of my friends said anything different. You know what I mean? None of my mainstream friends that will watch WrestleMania and that's it for the year really said anything other than they heard obviously about Ronda being there. Yeah. All, also, the, the, I, I did expect Ronda to be on tonight's episode with what they hyped. Yeah. I will say this, uh, from a site traffic perspective, this has been the busiest uh, weekend um, since last year's WrestleMania ever. Yeah, since last year's WrestleMania. So it's the second of all time. And um, this January has been our biggest January. And we still got a couple days to go, but already it's the biggest January of all time. So um, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of crazy stories this month with, you know, the Raw 25, well, true. Enzo, Enzo stuff. And Enzo as well, yeah. Yeah, and then also the the rain stuff that got a lot of people talking there for a little bit. It is the so. first January where I've contributed to the site, by the way. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but what a positive last night, though, right? Okay, so the WWE really did not have a great week last week. You had the Enzo thing came out, the Roman thing came out, Raw 25, a lot of people were dissatisfied about it. Vince made his XFL announcement. Um, those old allegations against Vince from yep. 2006 resurfaced. Yep. It was kind of a shitty week for the WWE. Well, <laughs> The XFL was a positive. The Roman thing was a couple weeks ago. Um, I mean, they look at it as a positive. Um, and, and then the allegations that came out about Vince, you got, we got to remember those were 11 years old, and those Absolutely. were already played out in the media. So it, yeah. Was, yeah. it was them grasping at straws just to get his name out, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Not giving weight one way or the other to those. But what I'm saying is that it seemed like last week was not the crowning 25th anniversary of Raw Week and kick off of the XFL. There was a lot of skepticism in the well, XFL stories and coverage that I saw. Not to not not to drag our soul yeah. on here because I know that's my it's like my gimmick here. But I can tell you this from being uh, in New York last Monday for Raw 25. Oh, all right, thank you, Matt. 
for being raw last week, I can tell you this. Um, they cut all of our media access at the same hour that the Enzo stuff came out. So that came out at a horrible time. All I'm in New York City. I'm there. I've, you know, I'm ready to do all the stuff that I've been prepared to do for media-wise. They cut a lot of access uh, because of – I could tell they did not want to have to field any questions about the Enzo stuff. Uh, especially from the more mainstream media, who's not, you know, not who doesn't know what questions to ask, what not questions to ask. Last night, all in all, I think now I know we had some issues with some of the spots. I know there were some nitpicks about the men's rumble, the women's rumble, but it seemed like all in all, the sentiment was very good last night, as close to universally positive as I've ever seen reaction to a WWE pay per view. Yes, of course, there were some people that didn't like it, but more than not, people, not only did people seem to appreciate the nostalgia factor, the, the quality specifically of the men's rumble, but additionally, the Ronda surprise, one of the best surprises they've ever done at the end of a pay-per-view. Um, and in fact, you know, to a point, Raj made uh, a, couple, a couple times on this podcast, kind of weird also they didn't save that for Raw. What, I mean, what do you think the Royal Rumble got last night on the network? I mean, Raw being on free TV, the numbers were bigger. That's where tonight, I bet you Raw does a huge rating tonight because of the news stories today. But Definitely. a lot of people, I don't know that they'll be back next week if the WWE is going to drag its feet with progressing the storyline. They did nothing, to, they did nothing, nothing whatsoever to provide an entertainment magnet for people to come back next week. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a standard show tonight. Um, it was. It was a main event. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was overall a decent show. I thought it was pretty good. But for a post-Rumble show that's supposed to be building on the momentum from this huge weekend, it did nothing. I'll guarantee when you look when the viewership numbers come out that the viewership goes down every hour as Raw went on tonight. Yeah, the third hour will be uh, – there will be a big drop from the first probably. So we'll see. We'll see, folks. Uh, again, per Meltzer, uh, the rumor is a mixed tag match. With Ronda, and they're hoping for The Rock against Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania. And I think that's kind of reality setting in in the speculation. We were talking about it last night. Is she be going against Charlotte? Is she going to be going against Alexa? Even I if called, she I called that last night, didn't yeah. I? That she's, you did. she's probably doing something with Triple H and Steph. I'll I'm say not, this. Yeah. I'll say this. If, 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 if Braun does not, if they don't pull a last minute change at the chamber, if Braun does not go into the title match against Brock, I still say the best course of action then is to have Braun and Rousey against Triple H and Steph. Braun needs a high-profile match. If it's not going to be for the title, if it's not going to be against Taker, Braun needs a high-profile high match. The Miz is a great heel. And I've heard the Meltzer rumors of Miz versus Braun, but I'm sorry, an intercontinental match definitely. is beneath where Braun's yes. at. Definitely, definitely, yes. I would love that next tag. I would love that. That's exactly what he would need. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, it would have been good if you had Brock drop it before and you had Brock and Rousey against Triple H and stuff since you had the, <laughs> the UFC connection with Brock and Rousey. That would be uh, quite a different direction. It would yeah. be. I mean, they're not doing it. but. Well, and that's what we don't know yet. I mean, we don't know what Ronda's character is going to be coming in, how she's going to how they're going to present her and whatnot. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, tonight, I, once it kind of sunk in and I wrapped my mind around it, I was really looking forward tonight to seeing what they were going to do with that. And, yeah, 
it's going to be a slow drip, I think, until we get to, to Mania. So, yeah. and if they're paying more attention to the women's division, I mean, that's great. Well, tonight, so they opened the show, Stephanie McMahon came out, and what, that's what I thought was interesting about it, to even tell the crowd straight up, you know, but tonight isn't about Ronda Rousey, it's about Asuka. Like, I like that. I, I like agree. the sentiment too, but look at what the WWE just spent the last 24 hours doing. I don't know. You know, it's to, it's Nia Jax's tweet in a did nutshell. She, did she pick anybody, by the way? Did I miss something? In regards to? Did Asuka make her pick? Uh, I don't believe so. She didn't. She just yelled she's going to be champion. Yes. That, that was the, that right. was the other thing. I, I don't want, I don't want to be whatever the word is here, uh, but I, I don't, I just I don't get into her coming out having this promo, which is very critical because her, in my opinion, her moment's been overshadowed by by uh, Ronda the night before. I don't like Oscar coming out and cutting half her promo in Japanese. I just don't. I'm sorry. And, and just if you're writing that, you know, half the crowd is going to start chanting what? That's just that's the Philly crowd. I mean, that's... I think Vince McMahon gets a bigger kick out of that of her doing that than probably just about anything. Does he though? Does he? I mean, don't I don't so? know. Yeah. I don't know. That that just it's. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to. I, I'm not trying to. I know people are going to criticize me. I just. I just think it's just ridiculous to come out and you have your first ever women's rumble winner who's already been overshadowed the night before, <clears throat> and she's coming out and she cuts little. I mean, if she spoke for sixty seconds, thirty seconds of it, if not more, was in a foreign language. <clears throat> and, and yeah, so you know you're going to get the what chance. You know you're going to get a kind of a flat response. I just I, I don't I don't get that I don't, but, I just, and, and especially when her English part of the promo was really good. I, mean, I thought it was very it was small though. I mean, yeah, would you rather that's, have all you, that's all you needed? Yeah, I mean, look at Shinsuke though. When Shinsuke's done those promos where it sounds like he phonetically worked it through beat by beat, I think I'd prefer what she did tonight. I think it kind of it kind of works. Um, but regardless. Sasha interrupting, setting up their match for later in the show. I mean, good that they're giving Sasha you yep. know, the spotlight. Thought yep. that was, uh, was a smart move. And I think Sasha's going back. We're seeing shades of uh, the legit boss heel. We are. Which yep. is great. Um, so Jonathan Coachman joined tonight. Booker, uh, Booker T is back to the pre-show. Good. Throw- See ya. Yeah, they were throwing some shade at him uh, with those comments tonight. What did you think of Coachman, Matt? Like he never left. Yeah. Like he never left. He's a pro's pro. He's, he's, he's always been good. Um, so let's talk about the match tonight. The last man standing match with Kane and Braun Strowman. Winner goes to the elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. We've talked about these spectacles before. Uh, so Matt, I know you've been a fan of, of when they do these things with Braun. How do you think this measured up tonight? Do you think it was over the top? What they did with flipping that whole stage and whatnot? Absolutely not. That was a that 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 was great because it wasn't so gimmicked. Yeah, that was shoot strongman Strowman shoot picking up the stage. You can't fake that. The the, the weight of that. I'm saying. Mm. You know what I mean? So that was cool as hell. It was impressive as hell, and it's right up his alley on how to continue to book this guy like a friggin' monster, paint by numbers. And there's nothing wrong with paint by numbers when you're booking a big man. Hey. Um, huh? No, and to further what Matt's saying, the the biggest key to it, it was done in front of the live crowd. <clears throat> it wasn't a pre-tape that was done with fancy camera angles. It was done in front of the live crowd. And so there's no mistaking seeing him do what he's doing. And the best part was he, he's getting so comfortable 
He took his time. He didn't look cartoonish by going too much over the top with the whole, hmm, what do we have here? Nonverbal body language. He took his time with it. It looked realistic of him shoot looking around. What can I friggin' gut this mother effer with, you know? <laughs> and uh, sees where he's at, lines that stuff up. It looked realistic and not cartoonish, you know what I mean? And, again, it just played off really good in front of the live crowd. It showcases his strengths, which is his strength. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Raj, how about you? And do you, think this is, do you think this is a way to get Kane off TV for a while now? Or do you think he's going to come back and uh, they're going to have another match? They said later that he sat up in the hospital bed, right? At the and hospital. crawled out of the hospital. And crawled out of the hospital. Medical oh, facility. Medical facility. <laughs> Medical facility. I think they're going to do a blow-off at Elimination Chamber. I don't think this is it yet. What do you mean? He'll be in the match? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess not. Because they never, they, did they ever make it clear that Braun won? I know they announced him later. Braun it, well, they announced it later. He was in it, for sure. He was on the... Uh, the, the they showed the graphic, yeah. yeah. Right, but they never did the count and ring, ring the bell or anything. It's just... Well, the ref screamed to ring the bell and that it was over. They didn't do the count, but they said the match was over. And then later they showed Braun, Elias, and Cena in the graphic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess... I mean, I guess that is over because they're not going to do it at Mania. And they're not going to drag this thing on for longer than that, so... Um, I mean, Kane's been looking a little out of shape. I'm guessing he probably wants to get back to campaigning and and uh, not, not into this. Guys, do you know how much I lost? Twenty six pounds during my campaign. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's incredibly stressful. I can't believe he's doing both. I really can't. It's impressive. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, so we went from <clears throat> that to uh, Elias versus. Woken Matt Hardy, and they said they said the B word tonight. We got broken, dropped a few times. Uh, Braun Strowman interfering with this match, distracting Matt and Elias picking up the win. Um, so, Raj, what do you think about the fact that the feud now looks like between Bray and, and Matt Hardy is not over? Oh, God. I mean... They've done a number on Matt. I feel like he's kind of back to where he was before he became Woken, right? I mean, he was kind of just this guy that gets beat every week, and and uh, he, he looks hurt. Like, he came out, he was kind of looked like he was hiding his, a limp, and uh, he just looks kind of injured. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Matt, you've been saying that for a while. Like, uh, he's been looking. He's the ropes. Good. Anything offensively he does that, create, that, that has movement in it, he always looks to me like it's his hip or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's limping. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Is it just me, or do these Bray Wyatt feuds just last forever? They just feel like they never end. I mean, <sighs> Bray Wyatt yeah. beat him clean last week. That's you know, why is that not it? Are they? Good? I mean, maybe they're doing a thing at the count compound. He's been talking about it, but I don't want to see it keep going. Keep him off TV. You know what I mean? Let's come back to it after like I don't know four or five weeks off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. We, we, we we I think we will uh, by elimination chamber. We will get a. Um, out of the arena type uh, match from them, compound type of thing. House of Horrors Part Two. But do you think anyone cares uh, at this point? <laughs> I think if they did the gimmick at Matt, the way they did it for TNA, I think that would be cool. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay. Don't want to dwell too much on that. But Elias, Elias is in the chamber. Um, yeah. Elias is getting over, man. He's oh yeah. He's, he's a star now. 
it's he, good, man. I mean, so schizophrenic with that booking tonight, putting Braun over, putting Elias over, and then, sorry, Finn, Cena's got to work another main event of a paper. Wait, wait till we get to that segment. Yeah. Uh, before we go further, though, we're going to talk about Roman Reigns versus The Miz in a moment, but got to give some love to the sponsor of this episode, and that is SeatGeek. So you've heard us talk about it before. <clears throat> Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be so complicated and confusing, but there's a better way to buy, and that is SeatGeek. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets for every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or just need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, and they're fully guaranteed. There is nothing quite like seeing your favorite team, musician, wrestler in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Now, you've heard us talk about this. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. So does Raj. Raj used it for uh, Broncos tickets for Lady Gaga. I used it for Hamilton, WWE. I was looking tonight. Oh, my God. Matt, you're going to make fun of this. There's a musical coming to San Francisco based on the music. <laughs> based on Just that right there gets a laugh out of Matt Morgan. Uh, based on the music of the 80s band, The Go-Go's. And I, like, I have to see this. So I opened up SeatGeek, scored myself tickets for uh, the week it's in. I used it. I used it today for Bon Jovi tickets. That somehow tops what I just said, Raj. Hell yeah, Bon Jovi, man. I've never, I'm, I probably listened to Living on a Prayer and You Give Love a Bad Name about 10,000 times, you know, in my life. And finally, I've never seen them in concert. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, we're seeing that. I should have, I, I wish I should have told you guys to give me a heads up or texted you, but my mom, I can't believe this is how old I am now. My mom, got tickets was going to get tickets for it and i got her to get go on the website and get it through seat geeks and me and my wife were going to be going too um love bon jovi i'm the same as you oh nice yeah it's like guns and roses last year bon jovi this year so that's 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 pretty much my checklist metallica and and i'm good yeah but that site was so easy to use i've never been on there before it was really easy no it's true No, absolutely. You will not be living on a prayer if you use SeatGeek because it is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find you amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, sports, concerts comedy theater professional wrestling and i'm sure bon jovi is coming to your town and best of all you can get twenty dollars off your first seat geek purchase just download the seat geek app and enter the promo code inc today that's promo code inc for twenty dollars off your first seat geek purchase yeah if you're looking for wrestlemania tickets check it out because they got wwe tickets on there so you get that twenty dollars off using that promo code and nxt and raw and smackdown the following night so Definitely, uh, definitely use it. Absolutely. Love having SeatGeek as a sponsor. Um, and, man, can you believe it? SummerSlam tickets go on sale this weekend. Wow. Oh. Be here before we know it, man. Time just keeps flying by. Um, so let's talk about The Miz versus Roman Reigns, the rematch for the Intercontinental title. Matt, what did you think of this match tonight? I didn't understand the reason for it to begin with. Um, but uh, the match itself was good, you know, um, I'm in favor of anything with Miz generally, but uh, I don't know. I didn't. Roman doesn't have to always be on, you know. <laughs> he doesn't have to always be on the show. I was surprised that they had Miz beat Roman again. 
considering that Roman's going to be in the world title match at Mania. I mean, I'm sure it's forgotten by then, but... Well, it was the Miztourage, really, that made it all possible. Yeah, but still, he they could have done a DQ, they could have done a count-out, they could have done, you know, Don't, any sort of thing it, to... To me, you, Raj, to, Raj, to me, it tipped it tipped their hand a little bit that they are going to go with Braun versus Miz, because this, this was to make the Intercontinental Championship look better, Miz look better, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. Opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, if they're doing Ronda and a partner against Triple H and, and Steph, The Rock, you know, usually he can't do it because of his movie schedules and, you know, he's filming or promoting during that time. He really doesn't have, he's got Black Adam coming up, but I don't think they start filming that for a little bit. But um, I don't know. I don't know if they'd be able to get him. I, I even if even if it's a couple months away from starting to film, I'm sure they wouldn't want him to do it. It might get get tough to ensure, but I hope Bronson is is, is is her tag partner. I'm just saying I don't think it is. I think tonight they tip their hand. Yeah. No, I agree. Get it, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. clear they're it's clear clear they're building Miz up for something big and Braun, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, Justin, what did you think of the match? I mean, the match was good. I, I agree with what Matt said. I, you know, I don't know why they had it. I think they really need to do away with this whole um, contractual thing they make public about how uh, every time you lose a title, you get an automatic rematch because we just get booked in these circles. Uh, you know, it was a good match. I mean, Miz is great. Obviously, Roman got crapped on by the Philly crowd. Uh, Roman's really good. I, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, Matt, you're more. Um, he is. You're, you're, yeah, you're more qualified to, to say this than what I am. But I'm going to say it. Roman's very good. Roman sells his ass yes, he off. Um, he's good. Uh, there, yep. there, there's a portion. There's a large vocal portion of the crowd that wants to just. Uh, well, here we go. Shit on him, and, and it pisses me off. Uh, but it is what it is. He's good. Um, him versus Miz is great in terms of, you know, Miz is such a quality heel. Roman works his ass off. Roman gets booed, obviously, by the crowds. But So I, I love watching these two guys. They have great chemistry. Um, but I don't like the, the concept. I, I don't like the whole, well, Roman gets to invoke a rematch. I don't want to see that again. I, I, don't, I don't care about the concept. The match itself is good, though. A couple of people in the comments are pointing out that Shazam started filming, which is a DC Comics movie. The Rock was once attached to it, but I think he he's no longer attached to that. Once he Black got Adam's Adam Black the Adam villain, movie. though, he's the she's Shazam's primary villain, right? So but he's much. not the main villain in this first one. Yeah, he was just supposed to. I think he was supposed to make an appearance at first, and then now yeah, he he's not in it. Okay, so. Um, there is that, but I, I, you know, about the Miz, I, I thought this was his best match in a long time. Like, if you look at it in just a, uh, just match quality, I thought this was his best match, and I, I can't remember how long. I thought it was really good. Me too. And the crowd was into it. They were, they were buying a lot of the, the false finishes, and um, it was a good match. But I agree, it just, uh, it, it didn't seem, didn't seem needed. But it's not like they had anything else better. Well, what were they going to do? Have Roman qualify for Elimination Chamber tonight in Philly? Like, that wouldn't have gone well. Right. It'll, it'll go better next week in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, absolutely. Actually, it will. Yeah. It will. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a smart move. It is. Uh, it when he beats Jason Jordan in Des Moines, Iowa, actually, it'll go better. Yeah, or Seamus or something. Oh, my God. Um, so the Revival tonight, keeping their streak going, man. Took on Rhino and Slater. 
cut a promo after. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they were talking about old school wrestlers after. I think yeah. I like that they're getting to fully do their gimmick. I mean, Matt, Me is this the start of them living up to their potential for you on the main roster? In their defense, they had some serious injuries, you know, early on, you know, as far as living up to their potential goes. I mean, they're flawless in that ring. So as far as living up to their potential goes, work-wise, they've always been there from day one. They're yeah. that good. And they're that friggin' flawless. Um, but uh, as far as I know what you're saying, as far as characters go and getting over with the crowd, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Living up to the potential. I, what I like most about tonight, this was a great sign, Raj, because I remember we were saying how great. They just totally put them over on a no-name tag team and cut a promo. And I was excited for them. And you were like, yeah, all this just to be fed to DX. Watch. And I was like, oh, shit, I hope that's not the case. You know? <laughs> And they were fed to DX, but well, I'm sorry, Finn and, and company instead, but still the same thing. So I was, yeah. I was worried about that. And then tonight gave me a good sign of confidence that they're going to go with them a little bit, you know? I don't know where they fit in in this tag team division as far as the championships go, et cetera. Maybe they're just remaining a secondary, maybe much needed secondary layer, actually, in the tag team division. My, my yeah. world. Go ahead, Rush. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say another thing we were talking about, Matt, before is we're we're a little nervous because how Vince gets when someone gets injured a lot, and the fact that you had both of them with injuries pretty soon, like uh, we could see them losing faith in them and not wanting to push him for a while. But so it looks like you know they're over that. So you know uh, it's great to see because I I love the revival. I think they're great in the ring. Um, So yeah, I'm 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 glad that they're getting a, a chance to show what they can do. My, my worry is, is that uh, yeah, they, they're very much have that old school feel. I, I, I've joked on social media for a couple of weeks now that they should be wearing fanny packs and Ribera steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Zubas. And Zubas pants. Absolutely. And, but my worry is, you know, their whole gimmick is kind of this old school and, and not every fan necessarily understands the, the, the jokes that we just made here. My worry is, I don't think, I don't think you know Vince doesn't really live in the past. He doesn't embrace the past. He's always trying to just be current and, and move forward. So my worry is, if if these guys, if their deal is to be old school, if their deal is to be Arn and 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 Oli type of thing, I worry that uh, Vince is embraced to that and what they're going to do. Never mind their injury. You know, never mind them staying healthy. That's my worry. And again, I, I'm speaking. I've never worked for WWE. I've never worked for Vince. Matt, you have. That's my worry. Is, is all the things I hear and gather is that if they try to really embrace this kind of like old school wrestling mentality, I, I don't know how far it's going to take them. Yeah, because Vince never embraced the old school wrestling mentality. Like he, right. you know, even when right. they had Tully and Arn, they they had the right. tag titles, but they weren't top of the card. Vince yeah. hates to be wrestling. He hates it. Oh, and, yes. yeah, and they are. You know, they remind me pre Ted Turner when I was flipping channels as a kid, and you come on TBS and yep, see the wrestling 100%. on there. Revival have been transported to to modern day, uh, but it works though now, right? Because they're unique in that they're the only guys doing this stuff. I, 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 that's why I think it works. I also think that they need. I'm not just giving the, my boys a plug, a tag team like the Young Bucks or someone for our, these guys to mock and start talking about their fists not flying or whatever the hell it's called um, gimmick. You know what I mean? So you yeah. have the antithesis of them. Right now, we don't really have the antithesis of them just yet in a tag team division, right? Yeah, Matt, it's like anyone Matt, that Matt, could be in that is kind of in the cruiserweight division. You know? yes, Matt, yes. Matt, do you think, Matt, do you think 
do you think Vince would accept the? Um, I mean, I'm sure Vince is gonna, can get educated by people around him. Say, look, this is how this is how popular these guys are, and how much money they make. Do you think Vince would tolerate a Young Bucks and, and the whole Super Kick gimmick? No, I, I wish he did, and that's why I wanted to cut you off when you guys were saying how like he likes to be current. No, he's still not current. I think he's <laughs> still very behind. I think he's right in the middle. Hence why we get the same, uh, was it Sheamus and Cesaro versus whomever every single week. And not just that, but when they're doing those stupid uh, those <laughs> selfie things now, those selfie promos where they're oh, walking Jesus Christ. while, you know, with a, a selfie stick or whatever that is. I know they Six think years. that's current, but oh my God. Six that, years. Good Lord. That would have been great six years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously. They're so annoying. At TNA, I wanted to do that. They're, they're stupid for not letting me. But as a heel, I wanted to – well, pro- I probably would have gotten cheered for it in their defense. So maybe it was smart on their part. But I wanted to go in the ring and go on Twitter and, and start making posts in the middle of my match <laughs> <laughs> and taking pictures of my opponent. Like with my hand, like, doing this to him, you know what I mean, and holds and taking pictures. <laughs> and, and that would have been awesome. And commentating on my own stuff, too. That would have been awesome. I mean, that's much better than this. This is like holding your phone up and talking to your phone while you're trying to, you know, push a, a wrestling match. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just comes across as lame. So, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, I just, the Young Bucks, it's, it's one of those things. I think that would be perfect because it's totally what they're against, you know, with the, you know, the revival are against. They're kind of like Drew Gulak in that way. Yes. And he, they don't have that natural well, flow. Well, didn't doesn't doesn't didn't for a while the Young Bucks have a thing like a, a fuck the revival thing? Oh yeah, yeah they, have okay. they still do. It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is they got seasoned assisted over it though? Was it was it that or was it just the suck? Oh, that was the too sweet. Yeah, too it sweet. was it, it was a lot. It was that they can't even say f the revival anymore. They have they were having the Ring of Honor crowd say it. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, speaking of which, no cruiserweights tonight's show. Uh, mentioning Drew Gulak there, and uh, the GM is going to be announced tomorrow. Now, since last night, Wrestling Inc. had this today. This info: Rey Mysterio last night was a one-off. No deal is in place currently for him to do wow. more with the WWE. Huh. Uh, Raj, do you think, based on the reaction that he got last night, that they're fast-tracking trying to make something happen? Well, I think it was PW Insider that said that. There had been talks in the past, but WWE wants him full-time. Ray wants to do part-time. I think after they hear that response, you'd want to bring him in, bring him in part-time. I think he adds a lot of value. I don't think he's – Ray's not coming in cheap. He makes a ton of money right now in the Indies. So to pay all that money for him to be a 205 Live GM or something like no that way. would be a complete waste. Now, <laughs> have him as a SmackDown wrestler and then also mm-hmm. – doing a 205 Live, you know, GM. I still think it makes him look like a lesser star by being associated with 205 Live. It does. But you can do that. But just 205 Live, I think, would be ass nice. So the indie company that I help work with here in Pittsburgh, every uh, April we have a Night of Superstars show. In the past, we've had Ric Flair, Kevin Nash, um, you know, a lot of big names. Uh, We have Rey Mysterio as our headliner coming up this April. So I can tell you this, Rey is still able to do his indie bookings. He's not being um, – we had the Hardys last year, six days after they debuted at Mania. Um, Ray, is not do, Ray is not doing a full-time WWE schedule exclusive. If I had to guess on a 205 Live GM, I would say Rockstar Spud. Yeah. 
But also with the the indies thing, you see people like try to get out of them once they do sign with WWE, or they you know they're allowed to finish up their indie dates. But you're right, through April, that's still, that's a ways to go. He's got some stuff in the UK coming up. He's wrestling some reality TV star. Um, Is for, he getting like ten to twenty grand a date? Yeah, it's a lot. He's yeah. I mean, we we have he's coming in. He's fighting. Uh, I call him Shima uh, Zima Ion as the TNA chronism. Uh, that it was Shima. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, Shima's a guy who trained here with us. I mean, oh, Matt, you know, him. great guy. Uh, yeah. We're doing that match. We think that's going to be a great match for fans to get. Uh, I can tell you what I can say. I know that Ray is, is able to do that still. As of today, we talked to his people, so I don't think. Hey, how can we see, can we see that match somehow online or no? Uh, it won't be live. We'll have a DVD out uh, seven days later. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. That's a hell of a match, man. Uh, speaking of Matt, hell of matches. If wanna, Matt, if you want to come up, I'll bring you up. Come on. That's a fun match to watch. Seriously, not just blowing smoke. No, come on. Come on up. Where's my invite? Prick. <laughs> there it is. You're, in, you're in Denver. You're, you're fighting too much. Raj, Gary will put some butts in the seats. Yeah. <laughs> come out, take a bump. Raj, have you taken a bump in a ring before? I have not. Quick and Glenn. Just saying, you know, some people might really enjoy that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I can bump Raj. <laughs> Only if you get what? Only if I get to give you the bump. <laughs> um, Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Tonight, a match that had a lot of people on Twitter, including um, Vince Russo, Mick Foley, talking about these dangerous spots. Sasha doing that dive outside of the ring, looking like she was landing on her head, Oof. her neck. Uh, that was tough there. But, Matt, to you first, what did you think of the match overall? Asuka won, obviously. But Sasha, tremendous. yeah, most competitive match Asuka's had. Tremendous match, tremendous match. I love whether I was loving where they were going with with uh, our girl Sasha. We've been begging them to start freaking booking her as a heel again and take the gloves off. But uh, I don't know. I'm not a mark enough to say if you lose a match, you know what I mean? That 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 that, that devastates you per se. Hmm. But like, it's kind of like we're going to get to Finn uh, later. I just think when you start getting behind someone, you, it's not smart to have them lose. You know what I mean? When you're when you're just getting that momentum going, and I thought she really did a great job in the Rumble last night with her character. Don't you guys? She did a lot of different things in that Royal Rumble to stand out as a heel. I thought. Yeah. No, I thought she had the the most momentum after Oscar and Ronda. Um, I think. I, I I do too. You know, I feel like this could be a great. You know, we talk about how they don't do enough singles feuds for the women. I think this could be a great one. Um, but this match, I thought it was the best women's match I've seen in a long time. I, can, I can't even remember the last time on, on Raw or on the main roster that we've seen one this Definitely. Time. Yep. I, 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 I cringe, men or women, anytime they do the suicide dive through the middle ropes. You know, or the spear. Or the spear th- you know, I see Big E do the spear th- through the oh, middle ropes. God. I just, it's so easy to get your feet caught to the ropes or, I don't know, I just feel like there's so many risks. And it's not different anymore. It's not special anymore that, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. You're not, you're risking so your body. take the chance? Exactly. You're risking your body for something that's not going to make you headlines the next day. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't want to try to, you know, 
throw this back to 1985, and, and uh, but uh, guys and girls, please stop doing the through the rope stuff. It's just. Or at least, you know, save it for a big show, not just a random Raw, you know? Well, you're going to lose. They should cut it out. They yeah. should cut it out. WWE's done this a million times. When I was there, they, like, I remember uh, nobody could super kick. Nobody, for, for about eight months, none of us could throw chops on SmackDown. Wow. Because <laughs> um, Rick was doing it on Raw. He was back in the ring again. Um, we were doing a lot of things to protect each other's stuff, I remember. And it was mandated. And uh, they need to do that with, with that, that, that dive. Yeah, so Matt, from how you saw that, did it look like if she was just a few inch, inches off, like that could have been a really serious injury? Absolutely, yes. I thought, that's what I thought when I saw it. Like she just got really lucky that. Um, yeah, and she's so bendy. Go back to NXT and her matches with Bailey, and especially Charlotte. There's a lot of times where she's being suplexed and stuff like that. And. Um, she lands like on her neck every time. And you're like, Oh, you always cringe. You think that that's the one that hurts her. But I think I'm not saying this to make her do this more, but I think cause she's so bendy and so small and so flexible that it's, I don't know. It just seems like she's able to do it somehow and not get hurt. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, we don't know yet, even from tonight. I remember Alita finished that match with the broken right. neck. That's a good point. Uh, that's what it reminded and me. That was the same. That was, that was the same thing too. The dive outside. Mm-hmm. She hit the, uh, mm-hmm. The railing, or yeah, the the barricade. Oh man, um, great match though tonight. I really hope it leads to something. I think. Okay, so if if this is going to have more spotlight on the women's division, we need more women's stories. I mean, look, the cruiserweights, whatever. Uh, tonight, I understand we needed to set up things for elimination chamber with those qualifying matches. Although six qualifying matches, really, we can't spread that out over three weeks. We have to do three and three to get them in in two. Um, I just hope that we get some more storylines. Put Sasha, you know, if not feuding with Asuka, give her give her a story. Give her something uh, there. Give Asuka something of substance. And where's Alexa in all this? You got your champ, you know, not even on TV. Um, so, Raw Tag Team title match tonight. The bar defending against Titus Worldwide. Matt, what did you think of this match and uh, sort of a re-debut of Apollo? A lot of people seem to look at this as with him showing off his athleticism, a real showcase for his talents. Okay, athletically, he's incredibly talented. He's a stud athlete, and then some he is. But I'm sorry, I'm over, I'm so over that act. I, I don't think I've ever not been over it. I think the minute I saw them for the first time, I was over it. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just not interested in it. Mm-hmm. And I love guys getting a second chance like like Titus is. You know what I mean? And getting a rebirth on TV, if you will. I'm just not interested in it. Mm. Yeah, I think they've done too much over the last year to make them look like nothing to where it's hard to mm-hmm. make take them seriously now. So, um, I was very surprised to see them on TV after Royal Rumble. That Royal Rumble especially. <laughs> Since January, since they added Dana, they've, I mean, they've picked up some wins against the bar. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like was, when they all enter and do the worldwide thing. I think that's, that's kind of neat. I think Apollo's talented as hell, but this Titus thing is just, Killing it, them. yeah, if, if they were doing something with it, they should have got, gotten him some big wins right off the bat when he was hooked up with Titus, but they had him losing right away. So you never took it seriously. And a I'll six foot that. six jacked up body. Uh, sorry, six foot six jacked up manager doesn't work either. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Um, 
Apollo, he was really great on the Indies. Uh, he's totally been 180 since since being WWE. Coming up from NXT. You know, Titus is a, yeah, exactly. Titus is a guy who, I mean, I know um, he, unfortunately, he, di- he doesn't connect. And they rely on him because of his charitable stuff that he does. Uh, that's great. That's great out of the ring stuff, but he does not connect with the crowd, mm-hmm. and that doesn't, that doesn't whether it's Philadelphia or Des Moines, yeah. Iowa next week. He doesn't connect. Nope. Um, and that's just and that's just reality. He doesn't. He doesn't. He he doesn't connect. So yeah. Um. There were times when he was starting to, but they didn't really do much with him. <laughs> they booked him in that the sad feud against Rusev where he lost, like, representing America on the 4th of July, coming out. Yeah. No, that was, was that him? or I thought that was Mark Henry. No, that was uh, with Rusev. Uh, and then there was the thing where he had his kids there on Father's Day. Oh, yeah. And he kissed yes, his son on the lips, yes. which was really weird. Yes. He lost right. Rusev in front of his kids. Nah, that's not weird. Um, <laughs> it was I was going to st- well, well, hang on, really quick. One thing is, honestly, the closest he came to connecting was when he was tagging with Darren Young. I felt, I thought, that's yeah. about it. I agree. Yeah. Um, so the bar retained Titus Worldwide. I'm sure will uh, live to fight another day. Um, we took a look again at the Ronda Rousey. Thing. I thought they just showed it twice. Just we have to. Oh, and Oscar won the Rumble, but let's let's talk about Ronda Rousey showing up. Um, they had an update on Kane crawling out of the hospital. And then we had the main event, the Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Medical facility. <laughs> Medical facility. So, so, so Nikki Bella also kind yes. of took a shot at uh, this Ronda Rousey coverage. She, What'd you do? There was a tweet WWE put out saying, Ronda Rousey offers her candid thoughts just moments after shocking the WWE universe at the Royal Rumble. And Nikki wrote, wonder what all the 30 other women's candid thoughts were, too. Know, some I shade, as the I kids like call it. it these days. As the kids call. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's weird they didn't do media with the other women, right? I mean, remember at that WrestleMania where uh, Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha went? They had that opening match for all the the girls that had been there to get them in. I mean, everyone was doing media. The WWE loves to put all of their female talent out there, talk about the women's evolution, and then last night it's just Ronda, Ronda, Ronda. AKA revolution, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Very strange. But it's not like they would have gotten much more anyway. You know what I mean? Actually, you know what I thought was the coolest thing today was that backstage photo of some, uh, someone's Instagram who wasn't even in the rumble, took a backstage of the 30 women, like in that dimly lit room. But no, that that's, was, real. so that's from their, that's from their, uh, rehearsals. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was really cool and meaningful, but we didn't we were kind of deprived of getting more backstage stuff, more women talking to the media about what it meant to them. It's like that photo is really the the insight and everything else was Rhonda today. Well, well you don't you don't want the photo because that shows that they were rehearsing a match. Oh, I understand. You don't have WWE's yeah. with that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, I'm just saying the perspective of it. Well, let's yeah, remember. Kind of like, oh, go ahead, Justin. No, I, I was just say, let's remember that they did a very good job keeping the whole Rana thing very secret. So other than, you know, Alexa and Charlotte, you know, Stephanie and Asuka, they probably didn't tell most of the girls what was happening. So for a lot of the, for, for the Nayas, maybe even for Nikki, 
who was, you know, the last person eliminated, they probably they they might have kept in the kept in the dark about what was happening. So for some of these girls, they might have found out about Rhonda not too far off of when we all did as consumers. So no, hence, the, the majority of them did. Yeah, you know, so yeah. hence hence their opinions of um, you know, well, you know, hence their negative opinions on Twitter. Is that, you know, it's not like they were in the know for the last three weeks. They kind of got blindsided on the day of. But but that's normal. I mean, Chris Jericho when he'd make his surprise appearances, no one knew about him. Right, but um, but 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 the point being is that this is <laughs> this, this is this monumental Women's Day. And most of the females not finding out until last minute, so they're voicing their displeasure. Not saying it's right, but I'm saying well, it's not like it's not like this was a big. This, this wasn't a big orchestrated. Hey, everybody's I, in a room with Rhonda three weeks out. Type of thing. I like it. Listen to me. Anytime you have conflict, it, it, it you know what I mean. It works. I agree. My opinion. And I, I also like the girls stand. I like them standing up. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because guess, guess what? Guess what? The generation of female wrestlers, no offense to them, half of them I'm friends with, and I feel bad saying this about them, but the Marias, the Kelly Kellys, Michelle McCool actually was a good word. Okay? That generation of women's wrestlers, guys, like that that like five-year period, I want to say, they, they, they were doing pillow fights and, and, and boring-ass crap. They weren't treated like athletes because half of them really weren't. They were Playboy pinup models, a lot of them. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Now we got women that actually are thoroughbreds. They're stud ass athletes and they take it seriously. So I love the fact that they have some ownership of not just the women's revolution, but just wrestling in general. You know what I mean? And, and I like that a lot. I like them standing up for, for their beliefs. And now, Matt, let me ask you this since you know how the, the backstage workings go, but do you think Naya, because of how proud Stephanie is with this Ronda Rousey thing and how she <laughs> attaches her to it, that that she, you know, like Nia Jax, she might, because uh, Nikki Bella, she's kind of bulletproof, you know, she's. Uh, okay. And so is like, the Rock's, uh, what is she, niece? Cousin. Cousin. But do you think she yeah. is as much as, because N- Nikki's also yeah. proven, Nia's not so much. Doesn't, in this one case, I love Nia Jax for doing this because <laughs> she is, she's the Rock's, what, cousin we said? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Therefore, you know, no heat through uh, association. The opposite of that, actually, you know, over by association. <laughs> you, you know, somebody brought this up to me on Twitter today and I apologize for forgetting their name. Um, but outside of Stephanie McMahon, do any of you know, are there actually any female writers in WWE creative? Ooh, great question. I don't know the answer to that. There, 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 there are there none. To be. There really? are, no, there are none currently. There used to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there have been some in the past. Yeah. Um, Not, none, none currently on the roster. Really? Out of like the 30 or whatever they currently have? No, that's crazy, right? Uh, I mean... I know I, head writers for sure there's not, but... Um, no, I'm still... Uh, I'm pretty sure... Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's none currently. So. Mm. <laughs> 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 why did that, that take you so long to say that? <laughs> No. So there's thirty. Hang on, there's thirty writers. Well, it's something like it's like twenty five. No, Matt, Matt, here's the reason why. And I, horrible. Here's the reason why. Four years ago, I interviewed with the two head writers of W at the time. There were female writers at the time. I'm pretty sure I've kept tabs since that point. Now there are no head 
There, there's no that's writers. Horrible. Raj, that's the headline. Put it out there as a horrible. story. No Seriously, female writers. Horrible. No, don't put it. Right. It'll, no, shame, don't them put it It'll shame them into hiring some. Don't put it as a headline. It'll shame them into hiring I mean, I could, I could check with a couple people. You should. Horrible. I mean, seriously, that's but that's a legitimate thing. If the women's division is going to be a focus, right? <laughs> and the women's audience, uh, women make up a huge portion of the WWE audience. Shouldn't that? I mean, look, given how they've written for the women in the past year, no one can tell me that it's going to potentially make things any worse. I think it could only improve the division. Oh, absolutely. I do, too. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, agree. Yeah. So it's a thought. Um, okay. Let's talk about uh, this young upstart, John Cena, earning his spot in the Elimination <laughs> Chamber at the expense of Finn Balor. It's not like Finn Balor's been pushed lately. Well, I mean, Kinda, yeah. I mean, with the with the bar, uh, I mean, just Cena's going to wrestle Undertaker at WrestleMania. You know, I don't yeah, think he, he should be losing to Finn on on Raw. What? Yeah, I don't. If John, he wasn't facing Taker, yeah, then for sure, go ahead. He's but, John, okay, so then let me ask you this: Why is an Undertaker on TV and needing a desperate win too to go against John Cena? Then, by that logic, it, well, because he's Undertaker, Cena, right? Cena doesn't need the win. Because I'm not John Cena is John Cena. He's super. He's captain over. He don't need the win. No, no. He's going to be in the elimination chamber. He adds the star power to that match. So you have he, to have him beat nobody. Do, do we not get Taker until chamber, after elimination or chamber? the night after chamber? That That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if if he would have look, they put on a really hard fought match. I was expecting Finn was going to win. <laughs> Cena was going to shake his hand and raise yep. his hand, give him the rub. And it was like, finally, yep. Finn Balor, we know he's not going to win Elimination Chamber. Yep. But they're pushing him again. Yes. Yes. And I thought they were push, starting to push Finn Balor with having him be with the club again. Giving yeah. him a lot of mic time, back, backstage vignettes, um, this new smile of his, apparently. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I thought he was going to make Cena corpse with doing the little smiling at him, hitting him on the chest. John Cena has managed to make too sweet not cool. John, <laughs> stop doing it. It's the, you're the kiss of death. Um, <laughs> but see, I'm being dead serious. Like, this was an opportunity, you know, to really put this dude over the top. It's about I th- whatever happened to Mars. You know what I mean? Not just new stars, but top main event level stars. And this would have helped immensely. He was doing it for AJ. He was doing it for others. I mean, we don't know how it went on backstage, but to my understanding, John specifically came back to put over the newer crop of talent, which I actually was giving him props for. Um, I'm not saying he went tonight and said, I have to win. Um, I, but I blame WWE for this. There's just, I don't think he needs to have a win in order to go against Taker and, be, and have it be believable or any less buys are going to happen because John Cena lost to Finn Balor. Here. No effing way. The upside here was much bigger than this. The upside was getting Finn to that point. You know what I mean? The yeah, crowd but, was farted on that finish. Yeah, but I don't think they want they necessarily care to get Finn there. I think that's been clear. So uh, in their minds, if, if Finn isn't in their plans to uh, to take you know to to a a high card level, a, a upper level, um, you know, because they have so I, many main eventers, is that why that they have it so good that they have so many great main eventers? No, hey, they don't. No, I agree with you, but this is just what they've been doing for years. You know, um, he's it takes he's not injured. Daniel Bryan, remember how over he was, and they were planning to have him wrestle Sheamus at WrestleMania 30. Do you know how and it wasn't until was? CM. Yeah, exactly. So that that's just their. Well, uh, well Bryan was going to do Triple H that that year. What's that? The the. 
Mania 30, Brian was in the new trip. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. It took CM Punk quitting along with them listening to the fans, too, right? And Batista, yeah. Batista just uh, falling apart as a babyface, yeah. (laughs) Um, I, so that that's just that's just how they're thinking. They don't see Finn as that guy. So, um, yeah. I mean, how, I don't know how do you know until you, you really don't know WWE until you give the guy? Yes, you did. You gave him the t- you won the Universal Championship, but he didn't get an opportunity with it. He didn't get an opportunity being a top guy. Okay, mm-hmm. because he got hurt. Okay, you can use that against him. I get it. Then use it against him and don't bring him back up to that level. But don't tease us. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Iron Man last night in the Rumble match. I mean, this seemed to be the trajectory they were going. I think they're still doing something with him, guys, because they put him over huge. And they tell them what to say verbatim on those headsets. We know this. Hold on, they hold were on, putting hold on. him over You can't hear me? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. They, they, were, putting him over, they were putting him over huge after tonight's loss. So real quick, the, when, when they're pushing a guy like in the Rumble, um, like as the – a main event push. It's usually not the Iron Man guy. It's usually the guy that gets all the eliminations. You know, the Iron Man guy is usually, you know, there. Uh, There's multiple people that could be. It's the match. The guy that comes out and throws out twenty guys. The guy that lasts the longest, right? Yeah, Kofi but the guy that, weird stuff. Yeah, but the guy that lasts the longest is usually not the guy that um, that that is thrown out. He's the the, the guy that lasts the longest. The guy to, he's He's usually the guy tomorrow. It's usually yeah, kind of exactly. like Ricky Steamboat level guy, right? But still exactly. the same, a Bret Hart type guy, I guess, at the time before he became champion. But like, what else I also was going to say, well, was tonight after the loss, they were talking about him heavily. So I'm hoping it's not all dead as far as him getting that opportunity at the next level. I just don't need John Cena in the Elimination Chamber. I just don't. Yeah. And Finn was eliminated last night by John Cena in the Rumble. So back to back. What do you think? What do you think was going on with the whole uh, Cena crowd reaction? Him like apologizing and seeming upset by it. <laughs> I didn't think he was upset. I don't think I didn't see him. See, I didn't see him as upset. I saw him as wait, the first thing you said. You know what I mean? The apologizing thing. Um, he, John gets weird. He gets a hair on his ass every once in a while to do something different, and that's what I felt like he was doing tonight. And it was weird. It was super weird. Yeah, you thought that was legit. Not that he was told to act like that. Definitely legit, yeah, hundred percent. He's on his last leg; like he's almost done. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think he's doing kind of whatever he wants, uh, in my opinion. I think I it'll, it, I think it'll play into the fact that I'm not giving up on the fact that it's going to be John Cena versus The Undertaker. Okay, I, think, I agree with you. I think that's so what it is too. I think that he can use that as I, I've said for two years. The money match you have is Cena versus Taker. Uh, loser retires, and mm-hmm. while yeah. you you'll probably lean towards Taker, you'll at least no. go. You'll at least go. Mm, well, maybe John because John's doing all this Hollywood stuff. You know, right. if if Taker fights anybody else, you know it's Taker. I think Taker versus Cena. We'd never seen it high profile in a big show, um, and I think that maybe this Taker uh, fan stuff. You know, you can get John going. Look, I don't want to be the one that, you know, ends the career of the phenom and then Taker comes back at him saying, you know, shut the F up. You've never beat me in your whole career. I, that's where I think the money is at right now. Yeah, um, but how do you think what was happening in the match tonight would 
lead to that. Well, Cena, Cena being Cena being conscious, uh, Cena always has shrugged. You know, he's always shrugged the fans off. Now that he's acknowledging the fans, and then when Taker confronts him, whenever that is in the next few weeks, now Cena needs a. You know, he has to acknowledge the fans of look. Are you going to be the one that ends the career? Are you going to be the one that retires? The one of the greatest performers ever. Hmm. And we shall see. The greatest character of all time. Hmm. I agree. Man, um, it's just disappointing. Real, real quick, uh, Coachman or oh, sorry, are we, we're still on. Cena no, go for, it. go for it. No, let's let's uh, let's. No, Cena won. Uh, Cena won. It was a disappointing end to a solid match. That could have been an opportunity, and again, it, it is that sort of, we're disappointed that what we wanted to happen didn't happen, and I think the crowd was as well. I, I, I wasn't disappointed. I was expecting it. I don't know. I just yeah, but that you hear that, Wrestling Inc. fans? He's a Cena mark. Light him up. No, it's yeah, not a Cena mark, but you know, they're not, they're, you know Cena's going to be in the main event. Raj, when's the last time you really believed as a fan? You just it, marked out and were just like, I feel this emotionally. This is the moment I want. The little tear in the eye, you know, felt like a kid again. When's the last time you got that feeling as a wrestling fan? Hey, last night with Nakamura winning. I was, uh, I was really oh, happy about that. But there's also the realities of the, the realities of the business and seen as a big star and he, they're going to put him in the main event of the pay-per-view he's going to be on. They're not going to put him on against, they're not going to put him against um, uh, Cesaro and then Undertaker the next month in the biggest match uh, on the show. He's, he doesn't have to be put up against anybody. That's the beauty of John Cena being John Cena, he's for anybody to validate going against Undertaker. No, it's not to validate going against Undertaker. It's business. It's to get more people watching. He's their biggest star, and having their biggest star wrestling on the show. Arguably, their second biggest star now that Ronda's in the company. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true. Well, we'll have to see how fans respond to Ronda after a while because we've heard her. You know, you hear promos, you see how she acts. How long will the Smarks tolerate that before they turn on her? I, I agree with that. I think it's not going to be very long. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, tonight and they can have, I just say, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. No, go guys. for it. Uh, just one last thing. You know, you talk about you need seen it in the main event. It's like, no, we don't need seen it in the main event because it's an elimination chamber. It's a multi-man main event. If there's ever a main event that he doesn't need to be a part of, it's a multi-man main event. The gimmick is the main event. Yeah, but it adds star power to it. He's not winning it. So it, it doesn't hurt to have him in and who, he's, you know, it's some... going to be Reigns winning it. Like we know who's uh, winning yeah. the match. He has to, right? He has to. Yeah. So, I mean, no, as far as does he, does he have to, to go against Brock? Unless something happens um, that makes them say, all right, we're not doing Brock and Reigns, which has been what their plan has been for a year. Uh, that's the direction they're going. So. <sighs> That's the same. I hate saying that because I like I like what Roman's friggin' great. Yeah, you know they just don't learn their lesson with him. They don't. They, they, you know what I mean? They, they they don't they don't take care of this guy. I don't understand the. I don't get. I, I, I I'll be on that show soapbox all day. I'll shut up. <laughs> I, I think I think at Mania, Brock versus Roman versus Braun Ooh. is the best Mania. That's the best Mania title match you can give. That's the best because you don't know. You don't. You know. don't. You, you don't yeah. know. And they've all been... I like that idea. They've all been dancing around each other. Now, again... That's my boy in the main event. Yeah, you know, like, I think that's the, that's the best main event. Again, 
I'm also not, you know, I'm also realizing WWE might do Roman versus Brock, and to which case I say, okay, put Braun with Ronda. I'm all, I'm, 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 I'm in the, Bra- I'm in the Braun business. Yeah, I want a Braun match. Yeah. I, there, there's, there, to me, there's three options for Braun. There's Braun with Ronda. There's Braun in the title match, or there's Braun versus Taker. Braun needs a high-profile match. Those, those are the only three effing options there are. And it's probably going to be Braun versus Miz. I'm going to be very salty on this podcast. Okay, so Braun and Ronda, let's talk about this tonight, though. Uh, we're seeing these right, promos though, <laughs> for the Mixed Match Challenge with Braun and Alexa. Someone gave me crap that I called Braun uh, his little giggle he did tonight. Like, he was adorable. It was adorable to see Braun Strowman smiling. And and be, uh, being out of character and being with Alexa in this interaction, that's why I think putting him with Ronda and the build up to that, it's going to be a mistake because I think it detracts from the character they're trying to build him as. I mean, Matt, I see your reaction there when I'm saying Braun acting adorable. That's the thing. It's yes. like you don't want you don't, that's not Braun's character. I dig it because it's out of character. But you don't want match, him out of character. There are certain people you don't want out of character. Lesnar's right. one. Braun's another. Undertaker's yeah. another. And he's giggling. With it, with it, I mean, he legitimately has a baby face. He looks like a big muscular. Yeah, he looks like Santa baby. Claus. He yeah. looks like a young Santa Claus. So he shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Braun, no, Braun looks like an infant with a beard. Yeah, and that's the problem with him and Ronda. Oh, is that's what I, I think we're seeing that with Alexa. Like it is a char- incredibly charming, delightful pairing, but it is so out of character for Braun Strowman. Yeah, that's why Can I don't please like. Please use it. different. Make him use different words, Raj. I don't like these words. Yeah, yeah don't use okay, adorable. You know it's like? You know what it's like, you know what it's like Matt? Make, them, make it stop. When you it see stop. these vignettes, remember the cartoon Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling? And you see the Iron Love Sheik I, and I Nikolai Volkov yeah. being like these bumbling, funny guys? Yep. That's yes. what it's like to have Braun the Big Giant with, you know, three-foot-tall Alexa. But those weren't the real guys. Yeah, I know. But that's what it comes off as. It's a caricature. Yeah, I know. I don't think they should. I, I hated that, that, that they did that. I hated that they had uh, Braun as part of this mixed match challenge at all to begin with. Um, it's the same. It's the same thing we said about uh, what's his name, right? Nakamura. We didn't, the mixed tag thing killed him too a little bit. I didn't like. Yeah, that. you have this monster that's killing, you know, almost killing people every week, and now he's teaming with Alexa Bliss, you know, for a charity. Like, man, yeah, protect yeah. that character. Yeah. No. It is, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they did, awesome. someone did Jesus Junior Millen bringing up in the comments about how Braun did that elf segment on YouTube. Remember uh, during Christmas time? That's it. They did that elf spoof, that Will Ferrell movie Elf, where Braun Strowman was the elf. He was the <laughs> Will oh, Ferrell character. You got to, I mean, it was like mind numbing that they're doing this, you know? Just yeah. for, don't YouTube lampshade movies. your monster. Don't make it a joke at this stage. I mean, that, really? let him get to the corporate cane phase of his career 15 years <laughs> from now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't do it now. Um, look, here's what was remarkable about tonight. We had an S-ton of wrestling tonight. And good wrestling. There were a lot great, of good matches. Yes, there was. Almost zero storyline. There was yeah. no story development, motivation, just completely devoid of that. And it's, I don't know, I get it, I get what they're doing, I get we're in Mania season, but it felt like, I don't want to say it was too much wrestling, but there was, it felt like something was really missing. 
You're absolutely. This is going to be one of the highest rated Raws of the year. And to yeah. Justin's point from earlier, there's going to be a big drop from the first hour to third hour because nothing happened. People tune in after the Rumble to see the WrestleMania stuff start getting set up. The yeah. big stars. This is when Undertaker usually comes back. And, and you Raj. start building the well, big. You, you've been watching. If you're watching ESPN and everything all day and you're hearing about Ronda Rousey, and then Raw opens with the women's recap of Stephanie and Asuka and then Rousey. And you don't see her, or you get no tease of her. You know, well, they're going to be on because of the filming, but they could have filmed a backstage segment last night that yeah. they showed today. You know, something. Yeah, they should um, have done that. Yeah. They should have done something. You know, to to work around the fact that she's but not there tonight. You you just got done saying though, Raj, about how John's this this they they need main eventer. They need a big draw. If if Raw draw, like Justin's predicting, it will and it will. It does every week anyway. Um, what does that say about you saying John Cena being this big draw and this big, you know what I'm, you see what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't drop because they advertise John Cena versus Finn Balor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the crazy part, though. So last night was about 30 women. Tonight we saw Asuka and Sasha. Why not take a page from these tweets with Nia, with Nikki? Why not have the women backstage saying, they coming in? What does this mean? What does this mean for they me? They will. Yeah. They will. I thought tonight would have been a good way to at least I, I, keep it. I, but I liked it better that they had the one-on-one match. This was the first time they've done that, I thought, in a while. And I thought it made Sasha and Asuka look like real stars. And and they, they killed it. And I thought, you yep. know, I hope, the, I hope the rating goes up during that segment, during that match. Hope so. Take a Sasha. I don't. We don't need another segment where all the women are clumped together talking about Ronda Rousey. Oh, oh, I agree about that. Or six man or eight man tags. Yep. Right. Yeah, Thank exactly. God for that. So. Um, I'll tell you, man. Absolution and the Riot Squad. I feel like are the biggest victims of Ronda Rousey coming out. I mean, with Paige out of Absolution with now, I, I just see yeah. that that dying a quick death. Oh, you heard the reactions to them when they went in the Rumble last night to them and the Riot Squad. They just it was just like crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a real quick, uh, Coachman, return to Rob, replace Booker T. What would you guys think? Well, I, like he never left. I like. I've always liked Coachman when he's not. When he's not. When he wasn't a stupid heel character. Yeah, and when he doesn't, uh, he, he tends to do a lot of hyperbole. Like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, he he, would, he said that a few times during the show with like Sasha and in the Sasha Oscar match, which was crazy. That 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 dive outside how nasty that looked but uh there, there were a few yeah. things he'd say here and there where he was getting tony shivani ish um, Co- coach is a good commentator um it's gonna be a challenge that he's on the same desk as Corey graves because Corey is very good as a heel as like an old school like bobby he is heel commentator so coachman's better as a heel but he's not going to be a better heel than Corey. So they're going to have to figure out. I thought he was a terrible heel. That's what I thought. I thought he well, was a terrible like heel. To listen Don't you to remember him. how bad he was? No, no, no. I, I agree. I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is Corey's the best heel. Right. I think Coach is a better heel than face. So it's like it's like what, what you know what, which one's your you know, where, how far do you go? Which one's yeah, your? I think Coach is a better face than heel, and so I think he. Have him slide in the Booker T role where he was a Booker T was a face, except when Jason Jordan was on. <laughs> but relentless on him, yeah, yeah. I don't know, guys. Without Booker there, how am I supposed to know what I gotta love each week? Oh, shucky ducky quack quack. And I, I, Booker, he seemed like he was gonna kill Corey last night at the Rumble. 
Loved it. I loved it. I love Corey. <laughs> all, look, look, all respect. I mean, you know, Booker T is a, you know, he's a Hall of Fame guy. Mm-hmm. Booker is terrible <laughs> commentary. Booker's an, a boy, is borderline embarrassing on commentary. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was Raw tonight. After the Royal Rumble tomorrow, SmackDown Live. Do you think uh, Bobby shows up tomorrow night? Or got a possibility? Is it Raj? I think he could show up any time now if they sign him. Yeah. Um, but you know, now with I think with Ross such the A show, do you have Bobby on the B show? You know, mm-hmm. I, he seems more like there's a lot more. Um, How do you bring him in until you have something? Brock's done with his next feud, though. You know. Yeah. I mean, do you wait until Mania after Mania and then bring him in for Brock, or do you do you yeah. have him in a feud yes. for now, have him destroy somebody to refamiliarize him with the fans, and then you go to Brock after Mania? You need a big get the Monday after Raw, and that's it. Mm. Well, we'll see. I'm sure we will have uh, Sammy and Kevin versus AJ Part Two, the rematch mm-hmm. tomorrow night because the tag never happened. Right? Isn't that yep? Oh man, yeah. I don't know. I like. I'm not. My high from last night is not gone completely after tonight's raw, but just it's a little anticlimactic. So, so it seemed, and especially because they kind of changed the graphics and stuff. And oh yeah, what was they up changed with that? the look a little bit? I think they got a new theme song. They didn't have an opening the opening video, but I, it looks like they got a new theme song by Papa Roach. Correct. That's what it's seeming like. He, the, Papa Roach sent out a tweet saying, you know, watch Raw tonight. They're still around. Hey, man, 20 yeah, years ago. Raw like 10 years ago, the Raw theme. 20 years ago, I was playing Teen Centers with those guys. Um, amazing. They're still a band. So you would just think doing all this, it felt fresh starting the show and with all this media pub from Rousey, you thought like they're really going to do something special tonight. And like I said, I thought it was a good yeah. show for any other week, but for coming off the Rumble and setting stuff up, it was... Now you can set Elimination Chamber and Mania up at the same time. Right. So, anyway. Three weeks of Elimination Chamber. Three weeks. Be here before we know it. Uh, the Dudley Boys are going in the Hall of Fame. We mentioned this earlier. Matt, this you've, is, you've worked yeah. with them. What, what were your thoughts? I'm going to go watch it. Um, I'm going to watch them get inducted. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal teachers, actually. I'm in their prime on SmackDown. I remember me and Masters worked a dark against them in a tag. And they were so damn, it was such an education. It really honestly was. Um, now, Bubba used to get a bad rap for being a bully. And he was, I love both, we're friends to this day. We're very close, actually. We used to live down the street from one another. But, like, when I first got called up, he was a prick to me. A prick and a half. He was that way to everybody that was new. He made you earn his respect in a way. You know, he wasn't as bad as Bradshaw was, definitely wasn't as bad as Bob Holly was. He was a prick and a half. But, you know, Bubba, at least there was some education behind it. He wanted you to get better, and he would actually help you. You know what I mean? He'd help you correct your mistakes. Um, so, like, I don't know if anybody knows that about him versus them just being the loud mouth of the two, you know, Dudleys all the time and getting, you know, backstage. People would always say he was a bully and stuff like that. I know that online, but... I'm telling you, he was a lot. He is so much more than that, and I'm glad to see do um, tag team wrestling has been dying a slow death over the years, and uh, you know it, it was always cool to see them come out because they're tag team wrestling personified, right? Uh, tag team wrestling at its best, brothers, 
And, um, you know, from the days in ECW, insane freak. I used to go to those shows. I used to bounce. I actually bounced at a bar called Bar Anticipation or Bar A in New Jersey. And I saw my first ECW show in our volleyball sand bit. Uh, <laughs> and I saw the Dudleys. And, dude, oof, the, 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 the curse-laden promos that he used to cut. Oh, and, yeah. And, and he was doing that nightly, not just on these pay-per-views. And, uh, boy, oh, boy, I couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't. Yeah. You know, as a bouncer, I had no clue. I was kind of, you know, and just super impressed with the act over the years. You know, um, they definitely, let's call a spade a spade, guys. When they first got brought in to WWE, a lot of people doubted it would work, you know, because they're not Vince McMahon's wet dream, if you will, of uh, of what a superstar looks like physically, right? A little overweight, you know, but... Then the glasses. The glasses. So I was really excited that they got their chance because I was a huge mark for them. And when they came in, they you know, they, they cut their teeth the right way. They went through Bradshaw and Farouk, and they passed that very stiff test. And once they got the respect from them in the locker room, it was on and going for them. And they always will always be part of that, uh, the TLC series, as far as the legendary and historic matches that those matches were. Those are, I mean, you go back and watch those WrestleMania. I think the other one was a SummerSlam, right? Um, insane. Insane still to this day. It still holds up. Those, yeah. those, 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 and Edge, you know what I mean? And uh, who's it? The Hardys. So I'm um, very, very happy, very, very proud of my friends. And, um, you know, could be more excited to go watch them get their just due finally and get that ring. Yeah. And so um, Brad Shepard, who's written on Wrestling Inc., um, he was the one that broke the XFL story. Um, and he broke the story that Goldberg would be inducted and uh, the Dudleys. So according to him, um, also expected for this year's uh, Hall of Fame are Bam Bam Bigelow, Bam Bam. Kid, Kid Rock in the Celebrity Wing, and, uh, and Ivory. And then PW Insider, they're saying that also Mark Henry uh, hmm. would be inducted. So, uh, it's a, you know, that's a, that's a really good class. Yeah, I'd be very excited for for Mark. Mark's another one I'm close with, but I, I like sports. I would like to see there be like a three or five year, you know, right. wait in between it because there's so many that that way that gets a lot of the guys from yesterday that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Otherwise, Mark, Mark be, when's the last time Mark's wrestled? I don't think he's wrestled since. Uh, yeah, I think he had one match last summer. Yeah, but it's not been five years. You know what I mean? Like, right. like baseball or whatever it is. Well, right. the just left a little over a year ago. And yeah, Goldberg too. was there just last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think there should be a, you know, a certain kind of weight, unless it's like an Undertaker, right? Yeah. Or it's like a tragic injury like Edge. Or Ric Flair where it's coming. Ric Flair. Know. Yeah. I, like there are certain circumstances that should allow these superstars to get in right away, but Overall, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna keep happening that they roll over these legends that are still not in and should be in. Yeah, is Rick Rude in? Yeah, yeah he he was in last year. Bulldog's okay, not in. Yet. Bulldog's not in. Bulldog's not in. Owen's not in because of well, the problems with the wife and WWE. But um, well, yeah, that's that's Heart Foundation. Well, Heart Foundation as a tag team should be in. Uh, well, that's the thing. We 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 look at the Hall of Fame and compare it to other Hall of Fames from other sports. WWE Hall of Fame has no criteria. There, you know, there's no right. standards. So WWE, when right. they put their Hall of Fame together, it's like putting together a wrestling show. They want a headliner, yeah. a mid-carder, a yes. tag team, yes. a woman, a manager. Yeah. So 
you know, that, that's what it is. It's not. It's true. That's, yeah. that, that, that's all could, it is. You can still do that and do it right, though, and not forget yesterday's stars that, that got us to where we are. I'm talking about yesterday's stars. I'm talking about the 80s specifically. There's Matt, so many more of those guys that should be in the Hall of Fame. Matt, I don't disagree with you, but you also have to look, again, spanning, okay, what's going to sell tickets? And you, and you have to do this every single year. That's where the, the conflict becomes. I don't disagree with you. There, there are people that should be in before those who are in already, but it's what's going to sell tickets each year. I mean, well, from the 80s, who are, they, who are they missing right now as far as, as, far as WWF guys? I feel like they're too much teams. King, King Kong Money's not in. King Kong Money. Uh, uh, the, uh, Nikolai Bull- Volkov. Nikolai Volkov's not in, right? Bulldogs aren't in. I don't think it's demolitions not in. Demolition I mean, won't go in because of the uh, axes Akeem, Akeem, bad teams, bad terms. A team slash one man gang, right? Yeah, he's um, not in. I know I've said this before. The, 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 I'm sorry. Tag teams, the tag teams, Killer Bees. I don't care if anybody says they should be in there as a tag team. Um, Heart Foundation. The British Bulldogs together. I don't care what home, you know what I mean. They're, they're beefing. Like I just think they should put more tag teams in. If you right. put the Hart Foundation in, do you put it in as Brett and Jim, uh, the Anvil Nineheart, or do you do it as when they did the group with uh, Owen and Bulldog? You, you no, know. you got to do it first with the original. You have to do it first with Nightheart. Right, but, but but to what Matt's saying is Matt. Everything Matt's saying is valid to a true wrestling fan. But then after a wrestling fan, based upon what? I mean, you know what? What do fans know now of the statistics and the accomplishments and, and historic? What, um, what do they know of the Hart Foundation? That's what, what I'm saying. What, well, what, what today's common fan knows about Roberto Clemente for yeah. baseball? I live in I live in Pittsburgh. I, I agree with you. What we're I'm not saying. saying they should be the headliners, but to yeah, you know, underneath. Right. Uh, they, yeah. they should definitely be in because, yeah, you're have not selling Cobra tickets on in, these have guys. Have 3D come in and then have your Heart Foundation and have your Bulldogs in. Have your Killer Bees in year by year by year. Natural Disasters. There's some good ones people are naming. Yeah, Vader, of course. Um, uh, Pillman's not in yet. Is Pillman not in? No. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe he's not in China, of course. Um, China, um, definitely. Yeah, um, Kamala. Um, Kamala, I thought of him, too. I thought you guys would laugh at me, though. So I, you know, <laughs> the one I've said this before, I said it again on Twitter today. Why is Cindy Lauper not a celebrity Cindy, inductee? Should have been the first or one of them. Either she turned it down because it makes no sense otherwise. She came back in 2012, though, and did that yeah. in-ring segment with Piper. I mean. Kid Rock's yeah. going in before Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Well, Drew Carey went in before And I'm a Kid Rock fan. Hate on me on Kid Rock. Cindy Lauper is probably responsible, at least 25% responsible, for our generation's in, initial interest in the WWE. Yeah, seriously. Mr. That was your team. Yeah. Dude, do you guys remember how huge that was? Like, all your neighbors were watching. Everybody was watching that. Yeah, that thing did the that uh, war to settle the score on MTV when Cindy Lauper got involved. It did like an eight eight point two rating or something like that. Which yeah, and the brawl to end it all. Dude, yeah, it was MTV was at its peak. Like it was so hot then. You remember? Oh yeah, yeah. I miss those days. <laughs> Me too. It was awesome. Me too, man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Don't. she turned it down. I think. Uh, but why would she come back in twenty twelve though? You know, I mean, was she promoting a CD or something then? Maybe. I mean, she did the Celebrity Apprentice, so it can't be a political issue with Vince. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, definitely be in. Yeah. So there's a lot more. I mean, yeah, there's a lot more people. I'm sure they will get a lot more in this year. I'm surprised with Pillman. That's a very big oversight. 
Well, they always like to have just one, usually like one dead person per year. <laughs> I know. I know it sounds bad, <laughs> sound but, that, sounds funny, but that's true. They don't like to have too many because I think get these like, other guys in while they're alive. Don't well, wait. Well, let's yes. Also, let's, also look, let's also look too. I mean, uh, you have to also look what did Pillman do in his body of work with WWE? That's. But it's not just WWE, it's right? It's not WWE anymore. Remember, it's everything. I know, I know, I know. But the four horsemen are in. I, I, I agree with I agree with everything you're saying, but I still think it's a valid thing they think about. Like, what did Pillman do for them? Rightly or wrongly, that I think that's part of the mindset. What did he do for them? Sure, sure, to a degree, yeah. But so, I don't know. One of the he's in a couple of those top 100 raw moments of all time. Yeah, he yeah. pulled it. He pulled a gun on Stone Cold. Everyone remembers it. <laughs> Everyone remembers it. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the biggest TV moments of the 90s, not just wrestling. Sure. Yeah. Yes, sure. you're right. Yes, I agree. And it was kind of badass when you think about it. Yeah, like, that was the story about, <laughs> has TV gone too far? Has wrestling gone too far? <laughs> like, I was in college in Hawaii when that happened, and my mom called me from Connecticut. It was like such a time zone difference. And, to, and asking me, was that real? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was yeah. so big. I hated when they said that they uh, they lost the feed right as he was going to pull. They should have just said we cut away from it because we didn't know what was going to happen. Anyway. I don't think I was so smart yet. <laughs> no one would have believed up. Vince McMahon would cut away from that. When, if there's going to murder about to happen. <laughs> I think I thought that was real. I'd be honest, sadly, I'd be, I think I'm being honest. I thought that was real. I remember yeah. I was glued to my TV. I could not turn away. I mean, I thought that was uh, – it was, I mean, it went too far. I remember thinking, "Wow, what was the bigger what was the bigger gun moment? That or Austin pulling the gun the, on the, the SS bang three six for I mean, sa- for sound bites, okay, and visuals. The Austin one, obviously, but I wasn't." Believing that that was really going to be a gun. Yeah, Austin and Vince, you knew. I, thought, I mean, I assumed it was a water gun or something, and it had probably piss in it. You know, yep. the, <laughs> it, was, it was being done for comedy, whereas the Pillman Austin right. thing felt so intense. Uh, so I definitely um, that one was more. I mean, obviously, you knew nothing was going to happen. You, I, I mean, you know, you scripted. Uh, for, for for Pillman, I didn't know that. I swear to you guys, I'll admit it right now. Like I so thought that was real. Well, because yeah. it, it felt like watching an episode of Cops, the way they shot it at the time. I mean, yes, <laughs> it, was so it was so great. I was old enough too to know better. I swear <laughs> to you. And we yeah, didn't know. Age. Yeah. Age. And we didn't know Stone Cold as a character enough yet. By the time they did the in-ring thing with the gun, it was like, okay, well, Steve Austin's not going to pull right. that gun and shoot. It, it was the first. It was the first episode of Live PD. That's all. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, more announcements to come. WrestleMania, 69 days away. New Orleans, get your tickets. SummerSlam goes on sale this weekend. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. So we're going to be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, talking SmackDown Live. Happening yeah. tomorrow night. We'll see if there's any further follow-up from the Rumble. I'm sure we'll get some Nakamura promos. Ken Anderson just, uh, and uh, Sean LaVar. Justin will be joining us. Uh, Sean Davari and Ken Anderson will be there as well. Wait, Wednesday? Yeah. Right? Oh, on there. I'm on there with Ken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's... Yeah, you were just over there, right? Jesus Christ. You were just there a few weeks ago. So. Yeah. Okay, so when we take it home here, everyone has hung with us tonight. This has been a Thanks, great, guys. longer episode of the podcast. So, a lot of interest right now. Like Raj said, since Mania, this uh, just keeps spiking. Mr. Matt Morgan. 
to you first. What would you like to plug tonight before we take it home? Uh, that I got my I got my friend, uh, me and my wife's friend, uh, Nicolette Burton, uh, a tryout with WWE coming up very soon. This 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 chick is a, is is Jack, six foot one, like the female version of me almost uh, as far as potential goes, and like the, the physique goes and the athleticism goes, and uh, lifelong fan, and uh, I just wish her the best. Hope she kills it. Uh, she watches the show regularly. She's a huge wrestling fan to begin with. She watches everything. And uh, just, man, like, I'm telling you right now, if they do it right with her, this chick could be the 10th wonder of the world. She is that impressive. Nice. So, fingers crossed for her. Wish her luck. We wish her luck. Mr. Justin Labar, what would you like to plug? Uh, at Justin Labar, my Twitter, everything's there. My audio podcast, video, print, everything. Um, yeah, that's best, that's the best thing to, best thing to find me. And Raj, what should people look for on the site? Just so much stuff, man. So just, you know, <laughs> if you check it out six hours later, the headlines have completely changed. So yeah, just tons of news. And Stay tuned for more uh, female WWE superstars throwing shade at Ronda Rousey. I guess Inc. will have all the updates. Um, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I'd appreciate a follow. And we'll be back here Wednesday, 12 noon. So until then, folks, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.